Okay, so the work that I have for you today is about your purpose, about my purpose, about our purpose. So what it means to live. I mean, what, what did God create you for? So this, um, this word just came up today, like God just shared this with me. And, and I wanted to share it with you because I believe that we need to know the love of the Father. We need to know that we are loved. Um, that is like the most basic need in a person's life is, is to know that they are loved. Okay, so the word that God shared with me is that our primary purpose is to be loved by Him and to live in a relationship with Him. But just, I wrote it down and... And God just, like a while ago, and God just brought it to me, like, our, our primary purpose is to be loved by God. And, um, and yeah, so that is, that is our role in relationship with God, is to be loved by Him. Our secondary purpose is that which flows out of that intimacy, out of that place of fellowship and love. And it is in that place where we, we love others, where that love basically flows through us and where we live out our calling and destiny. Okay, so um, the things that we do uh, in, in ministry or in business or in whatever um, job you have or calling you have, um, th those things are your secondary purpose. And it does, to an extent, um, define you uh, so what God declares over you, the calling that He's given you, it's important that you know that um, because you know why you are here and why you're called to do what you do. But the, the main thing that we need to know is that we are loved and we need to experience intimacy with the Father, intimacy with Jesus. And so um, as we fellowship with Him, that is where everything else flows from. The fruit comes from fellowship. Fruit um, comes out of experiencing intimate fellowship with Jesus, hearing His words, um, spending time in His presence, having having face-to-face -face time with Him. It is in that place that everything else gets defined. So what the job or the calling, the career that you're going to pursue is, is all connected to just your intimacy and relationship with God. Okay, so if we go to, let's see here, if we go to Rome, the book of Romans. book of Romans is an awesome book. Um, it really is a very clear theological book about righteousness by faith. So if you read through it, you will definitely see a lot of, a lot of that um, addressing law and grace and um, living a life of no condemnation. But if you look at Romans 6, it shares about the fact that we are dead to sin and alive to Christ because we are born again. Okay, but now if we go to Romans 5 verse 8. It says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? 
For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled him through the death of his son, how much more having been reconciled shall we be saved through his life? Okay, so um, if you look at the context of, well, the whole Bible is you, you must be born again um, and then you are saved from wrath. And so God did prove his love for us, but we still need to receive it. And, and that's why I said our, our primary purpose is to be loved by God, but it is also to step into a relationship with God. Um, it's it's uh, that part of receiving his love and responding is very important. Okay, so, but now being loved and experiencing that love and fellowship, I mean, God proved his love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So from God's side, he he loved us at our worst <laughs> so that um, so that we can have relationship with him. He saw everything that we would do and still still he died for us to to prove to us that he loves us. Okay, so there is a a deep place of love that God is inviting all of us into. In, uh, 1 John 3 verse 1 it says, "See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God." And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Um, dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Okay, so um, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. Okay, so think about this, right? Um, we were completely undeserving. We fell short. We deserved hell and separation from God. Okay? God is the king of the universe. He is eternal, immense. His love is unending. He is glorious. He is holy. And he's everywhere at the same time. He's Lord. Okay? He saw us at our worst, gave his own son, who was God in the flesh, the Word made flesh. Um, in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, okay? And, and later it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So the Word became flesh. Jesus became, you know, uh, he came as a human being, and he suffered, and he died, and he took the death that, that I deserved and you deserved. And so when we believed and received it, now we are sons of God. Okay, so we didn't just forgive us and, and now we are subjects of an eternal Lord, which, I mean, would be justifiable, I mean, <laughs> or would be, would be a good deal. Uh, he actually made us sons. Okay, now, sometimes... We hear something a lot in church and we're like, we grow up with it or we get used to it. But do you know what it means to be a son of God? Okay. The word says that Jesus is not afraid to, uh, to call us brothers. Okay. To call us brethren. He's not ashamed. Sorry. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. Okay. That's, that's powerful. You're, you're a brother or sister of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the whole universe. Okay, so we get very excited about like meeting some kind of 
famous person or some kind of person about inf of, with influence. But do you, do we realize that that person is like one person out of a billion people? But God is like the Lord over all. And whether they acknowledge it or not and, and receive eternal life or not, it's, it's, he's still Lord. Um, he made the universe. He is king of everything. Now you're his son. Okay? How amazing is that? So um, just think of the immensity. Like um, if you think about lightning, uh, how much power there is in lightning. And God just spoke a word and that came into being. The, the whole weather system, the whole way things work, you know. So, so God is very, very big and very powerful. And, and we were completely undeserving. But now His love for us called us and He made us sons. So we were blessed. We are blessed. We have the greatest privilege and honor to be sons of God. Okay, so... Um, if people, people want to speak about you grew up in a privileged home or not, um, obviously it's good if, if someone grows up and, and they have great provision. But if you've received Jesus, you have the greatest privilege. And, and you, are, you, you completely didn't deserve it. So if you can see that, um, it, will, it will take you out of a sort of a victim mentality and into a, a life of abundance. Because the moment you start seeing you are a son of God, you will start living like a son. A son has access to the resources um, of the Father. A son is provided for. A son is protected. A son is covered. And so as we start living according to our sonship, we will see that. But just see the love. I mean... See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. So that's really awesome. Um, sometimes I think, you know, I sp spend time with God and and He's real and I experience His presence. And then I just think like, wow, you know, God, God is spending time with me. Like the God of the whole universe made everything. God who is Lord of Lord of everything. He's actually sitting here and I'm having a conversation with him and he's telling me maybe how much he loves me or, you know, sharing sharing different things with me about my life. And I think, wow, that's really awesome. <laughs> you know, it's a big deal. Um, just because it's he's readily available doesn't make it less precious, okay? All, if you just go back 2,000 years, okay? In the Old Testament, if the high priest didn't do all of the sacrifices and everything correctly, he would have died in the presence of God. Okay, Now we've been cleansed by the blood, and so now we have access. But for years and years, thousands of years, people might have longed to be in the presence of God the way we are and have it so readily available. But we actually have it. Okay, So it's so precious. So... Um, so I actually pray that God will show us the preciousness of His presence. The honor that we have to spend one moment in a meeting where the Spirit of God is moving. You know, the honor that we have to be in His presence. Um, so yeah, so He loves us. And, and so yeah, so it just comes back to our primary purpose is to be loved by God and to have a relationship with Him. Okay, so... 
So yes, we're alive, but we need to accept it and receive that love and um, and walk with God and say yes. You know, so um, so that is our purpose, and it's in that place where where we are, we find our destiny and identity and purpose. And so I pray for you right now. I just pray um, that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you your sonship, that He will reveal to you the love, the love that the Father has for you, that you will be romanced by Jesus, that you will feel, that you will experience the depths of Christ, that that faith will be in your heart, that you will see Jesus crucified and his, the love of God expressed on the cross in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for great peace for you too, that you will know the peace that you have because of faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes through faith. In Jesus' name, amen. And lastly, if you haven't given your life to Jesus and you haven't received eternal life and have been washed with the blood of Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity now. It's very, it's, it's free, it's a gift. It's the easiest thing to receive. But it's also the most important decision you can make. Um, because it, it, it's, it's a, a life and death situation. It's a heaven and hell situation. It is um, a relationship or separation separa situation. So um, you're either in Christ or you're not. So, yeah. so I just had the thought a while ago, and and this blessed me so much. I was speaking, I was thinking about wisdom and and uh, listening to proverbs in the audio Bible. And I just, at some point, I just realized like choosing Jesus, choosing to receive salvation. Maybe the wisest thing you can do, maybe apart from bringing that salvation to other people too, but it's, I mean, both of them are great wisdom. But I thought about it, it's like, it's wiser than anything in the world. The world. And I had this moment where I just realized like, wow, I'm really wise <laughs> because I received Jesus. And that wisdom came from him. He, he sent someone to preach the gospel, you know, but still... It, that is the wisdom, the wisdom of the cross. It's, it's you received eternal life. And that's a greater wisdom than anything in this world. So, um, so yeah, if you want that, it's a very wise decision. And I want to give you the opportunity. So if you really want that, just open your heart. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive all of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Make me to be born again. Give me eternal life. Come upon me with your Holy Spirit and with power. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening. I hope this word blessed you. Have an amazing day.